Hello folks, welcome to another FS Ride Along, a series of knickknack podcast episodes dedicated to recording my virtual travels and views in the world of simulation toys, simulation games on electronic mediums, with ties to the real world when applicable. This will be Season 7, Episode 29, and I'm calling it Post-FS Expo, with the formal announcement of X-Plane 12 at FS Expo, the flight sim landscape has changed yet again. It was thrilling to watch the X-Plane 12 review, albeit after the show with the online pass because I had a crazy weekend. I'm sorry, I would have loved to network and done all that stuff, even if it was only virtually, but I just missed the opportunity to do so because, like I said, had a crazy weekend. At any rate, watching the recorded live stream of the X-Plane 12 reveal was awesome. It was also interesting to watch, I believe it's Philip, speak on some of X-Plane's avionics systems and how they're used. He focused on the FMS in some of the big jets, less so on the G-1000 and G-3000 or anything related to that. I would have hoped to have seen a little bit more of that type of content, and I won't lie, I want in X-Plane 12 more from the base sim when it comes to avionics and that sort of stuff, because X-Plane has so much potential in this area. But Philip's talk was good, and it gave people a bridge to the advanced avionics use and flight planning in X-Plane, so that was very good, and it's very good to still have that there and the run-up to X-Plane 12, so I'm very, very excited. I will also note the dispatch talks were really good. There were two of them at the show, and there is a ton that I've forgotten. I don't think I'm going to dust off my old dispatching material and try and get the license again, but it was still good to re-remember all the things that I had forgotten. I've forgotten far more than I remembered, apparently. My brain just... It's like a sieve. <laughs> so, moving on to talk of P3DV5. It's a sad statement of fact that I own P3D version 5, but I'll, still at this point, I doubt I'll end up installing it. We shall see. I only watched part of the talk from Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin is in kind of an... In, in kind of an unenviable position in that they're in the professional market and don't want to piss Microsoft off by competing with them, even though they are competing with them. So Lockheed Martin, the Prepare 3D team is a great team. I've ad I admire what they've accomplished over the years. I really wish they had just bought the license under different circumstances, I guess, is what I'm going to say there. You never know. I, you know, obviously I own Z5, I could install it, install it, and watch it melt my computer at any point if I wanted to. I just, I haven't chosen to go there yet. So, I'm keeping an eye on it. Much like with Microsoft Flight Sim 2020. Speaking of Microsoft Flight Sim 2020, it was very noticeable that there wasn't much talk in the sessions anyway about Microsoft 2020 at the show. Now, part of this was due to the fact that 
Asobo team members along with any other team members from other flight sim developers that happen to be located outside of the U.S. were excluded from the show due to COVID travel restrictions. So that's part of the dynamic that was going on. But I do believe there is something else going on as well. The show had a real serious simmers feel to it, which as a serious simmer, I value, I enjoy, I appreciate because it's it's speaking to my demographic. And you saw this with talks from the likes of Honeycomb and ties to real world aviation, a tie in that I hope to see grow as the industry moves forward. But by the same token, that lens, the serious simmers lens, misses some of the good things happening with the likes of Working Title and Fly-By-Wire and several others on the Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 ecosystem side. I don't want to dwell on this too much, except to say it's hard for me and others to know if Microsoft Flight Simulator is worth the drive space if it doesn't get honest coverage from members of the modding community and devs working with that platform to try and make it a usable sim as best they can within Asobo and Microsoft's tight leash. I'll leave that point there and simply move on to say I think the folks at Laminar could still use a helpful nudge in the right direction. The modern sim is a hard thing to make. Any modern game. Very hard to make. I've studied game design back in college. I know a little bit about this. And game development gets much more complicated when you have a small team and limited resources, as is the case for Laminar, as is the case for Lockheed Martin, actually. And in both cases, you have to kind of adapt to the gauntlet that Microsoft has thrown down by spending more of your resources on visuals, even if you can't afford or don't want to go with the Microsoft approach to world building. Which, although I like ortho, I fully support the entire world isn't covered in ortho approach. It's kind of unpractical from a hardware perspective. In this regard, I see a lot of progress in the X-Plane 12 announcement. So far as I understand, I'm not a developer, but so far as I understand, the SDK for X-Plane remains really, really good. Probably the best on the market from all I can tell and all I've heard. My advice to Laminar at this point is play to your sim's strengths while upping the visuals and system resources management all you can at the same time. The strengths of Xplain are the many platforms it can be used on. Mac, Windows, Linux, mobile even along with its physics and avionics simulation and modability. If a laminar keeps working to build around what it does well, that Microsoft just doesn't do at all or just doesn't do well, I believe laminar will be, be able to keep a healthy market share and simmers like me can stay happy. So I hope that comes to pass. I really, really hope that comes to pass. I am cheering on the Laminar team. Go, 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 Laminar. And I'm also cheering on Lockheed Martin in my own way. Go, 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 Lockheed Martin, which is weird to say given the politics expressed elsewhere in my podcast. At any rate, we, as consumers, are still limited to mostly voting with our wallets. 
This means thinking critically before you buy, however you go about doing that. For me, payday is approaching once more, and the choices are getting ever more challenging. I don't have much money I can set aside for Flight Sim, and even the money I do set aside for Flight Sim could probably be used better elsewhere, even if I do loosely classify it as an investment that may yet offer monetary return at some point in the distant future. I choose the add-ons I end up going with as carefully as I can. When I fail to do my research well enough and regret a purchase choice, it's things like heck. This past month, I got Riga for V4. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful scenery. I absolutely love it. It's just complicated by the fact that there's not an A321 Neo LR or XLR to replace the Captain 775 and 76 on the V4 side. On the X-Plane side, Toolis makes a great looking 321 with a Neo and all its variants, but it isn't cheap, and I got rig up for P3D, so I'm kind of screwed there. My biggest purchase this past month, aside from Riga and Auckland, uh, Flight Beam Auckland, which is also very good. I haven't flown to it much, but it's also very, very good. My biggest purchase aside from that this month was the Flight Factor 767. It's a wonderful plane. I'm very impressed. I The first Flight Factor plane I got was the 350. That was clearly not the right choice because their 76 is so much better. And I think this their 75 is kind of the cream of the crop until that 777 and 787 comes out. I also watched that talk, and it's exciting to see where Flight Factor wants to go with their future products. And I think Flight Factor's vision is far more inspired than PMTG's is. You know, they have the 7.3, they have the 777, and they have the 7.4, and they have the DC-6. And those are all great products, lovely products. I use them a ton. All, all of them except for the DC-6, which I mean, outside of my interest range. But they don't... I don't know. They're not going beyond the Boeing thing. They're not... You know, granted, Flight Factor has, has the two teams and whatnot, but Flight Factor has a little bit of Airbus, has a little bit of Boeing, and they're trying to... Make it so you can do the walk around. Make it so you can really experience and and get as close to the plane as a simulator will allow you to do to get. And that's just so cool. I really admire what Flight Factor is doing. Really love their 767. Really want their 757. Not sure if that's going to happen. It's kind of a choice between the getting more scenery for P3D to kind of round off the edges or getting... Either the Flight Factor 75 and Canada for X Planes Halifax, or getting the Tolis A321, and hoping that I, I'm trying to remember. I think the range of the regular A321, A321 CO current engine option is 3,200 miles, something like that. So it may be possible that I could get the Toolis, and even without immediately getting the Neo upgrades, I can do a transatlantic flight from Halifax, but I'm not sure. 
so that uh, that choice is complicated. But uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at for next for next month. That's where I'm out at with all those things. Lots of things to think about. And really, I absolutely love X-Plane. I also love how full my scenery library is for P3DV4. Something like 100 sceneries. Something pretty close to that. And if you look at my Volanta track, I've been using Premium this month. I like it okay. It's, it's lacking some things. But um, if you look at my Volanta track... I've got lines in the sky crisscrossing everywhere across North America. And, you know, they get slightly a little less impressive as you look at Eastern Asia and you look at Australia and New Zealand and as you look at uh, Europe. But the biggest holes, Central, Central Asia, the Middle East, Africa, Latin America, South America. So I'm trying to kind of try and round that out in P3D V4 if I can. And obviously I'm going to have a better shot at doing that in V4 than I am if I try and reinvent the wheel in X-Plane. So hard choices to make. And it just isn't easy when you have a, a tight budget and you can only spend so much on flights a month. I'm sure it's no easier for anyone else out there in this hobby. Freeware is obviously best when you can get it. My hot tip is you can still get it in many, 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 many good quality distributions on the X-Plane 11 side. And I'm hearing you can get it from on the Flight Sim 2020 side as well. Don't use that sim, so I'll have to take your word for it. I want to give a couple shout outs here just before the very end. I want to shout out simaddons.com it's a that's a scenery developer for v4 v5 and flight sim 2020 ralph is the sole proprietor there i want to thank ralph for helping me out with some technical problems on my end with getting his version of halifax installed i got his version of halifax around january i think of this year and it, you know, it's it's a bit dated as far as scenery goes for V4, but it's still good. It gives me Halifax, and I was having problems with it, and he kindly helped me out. So thank you so much, Ralph. I've seen some screenshots of his stuff for Flight Sim 2020 and V5. It's worth checking out. And in the case of V5 and Flight Sim 2020, I think it's really worth a look to see, okay... Which scenery is right for me? And that's that's where doing your research, critical thinking, and looking at all the options you have available to you is a good thing. So, again, thank you, Ralph. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's greatly appreciated. I really appreciate sole proprietor developers and kind of independent developers that are willing to talk to you and support you and just do good things. So, again, thank you, Ralph. I also want to shout out to the team, volunteers, and sponsors of this year's FS Expo. It was great to have an online event. I don't want to need an online event component next time, but odds are, even by June, I will still need and want one in order to participate. So I hope that 
that can still happen. Please, 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 guys, keep up the hard work so that more people the world over can learn how better to en truly enjoy the educational toy we know as Flight Sim. That's what good simulators are, educational toys. It was true for Oregon Trail and the Apple IIe. It's true for Sid Meier's Civilization. It's true for Will Wright's SimCity and Sims franchise. And it's true for the massively evolved flight sim tech we got thanks to the likes of Bruce Artwicks and countless modders and developers everywhere working their behinds off for not enough money. It's awesome. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks to all involved in this hobby for making it massively enjoyable even if it is massively expensive for over 20 years. I hope to still be flying a desk when I can barely see. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting my work by donating at fsridealong.com or leaving a constructive review on your favorite podcast app. I'm thinking of splitting the podcast feed again, so if you have feedback on that, send me an email, nicnac at knickknackpod.net. That's N-I-C-N-A-C-P-O-D.net. Send me an email. Let me know. And watch this space and at knickknackjack on Twitter. That's N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K. And I will keep you posted on the latest episodes and such. Of course, fsridealong.com is the place, main place to go for all that. Support for FS Right Along specifically fsredalong.com comes from listeners like yourself and the Simply Magpie virtual airline and flying club based in Newcastle, England. Find them on the web at simplymagpie.co.uk. Again, thanks to everyone over there at Simply Magpie and thanks to listeners like you for supporting my work. The music is Catch Me If You Can by Attica Attica. Find them at atticaattica.bandcamp.com. The Knickknack Podcast and FS Redlong series is copyright 2006 through 2021 by Knickknack Marsh and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Happy landings. Bye. down to Asheville, no man he wasn't quite his pace, I'll see Hawaii and I swear someday I will, but right now, North Carolina calls my name, then I'll meet Jamie in Kentucky, and I'll see Katie in D.C., and I'll find Mikhail out on the Reaper as soon as I can find my way back across the sea. Okay.
across the globe. I'd love to stay the week, but my restless feet are already towards the road. I miss my mom and dad in Jersey. I miss my grandma in Tampa Bay. I miss Teresa Genie's at my labor side, even though it happens damn near every day. I'm heading back to Buenos Aires. Bye.